0: Got some wrestling news stories for you guys today. Told you guys that I would be putting out a podcast today. So this is what you guys can look forward to on today's podcast streaming now on all audio podcast platforms. So Billy Corgan, he talks about CM Punk and he says that I would be hard pressed to imagine CM Punk will want to come to NWA. We're also going to be talking about Nick Aldis. Teases joining WWE after the NWA exit. Also, John Cena has spoken to WWE higher ups about WrestleMania 39 appearance. We'll talk about that. Also, Natalia is certain that Evolution 2 will be taking place in WWE. I'll give you guys my honest opinions on those. Also, CJ Perry, aka Lana, on the WWE's new regime. She says it's exciting. Triple H is a genius. We're also going to talk about WWE. Very good chance. That Triple H now brings back gold 1980s Styles pay-per-views. And then we're going to end it with Michael Cole as he's stating that WWE has been a great change of scenario of the past couple months. So that's what you guys can look forward to today right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get started. Welcome to! <laughs> You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's, go. Let's go. I mean, you heard him. You heard him, man. Uh, Shout out to King again for that intro. I appreciate you, brother. Um, How was everybody doing? How was everybody doing? Um, Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is kind of it's kind of quiet. it's kind of quiet right now, right? Not a lot of things are going on. Um, So today, we're going to talk about some news. All right, you guys heard what was lined up. Uh, We're going to get started right off the get-go, but first, if you guys can do me a solid and subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover podcast on all audio podcast platforms or wherever you listen to podcasts, please rate the podcast five stars on the following platforms, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, I'd really appreciate it. Also, Follow me on social media, Twitter at JT Takeover and on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. We're building a great family on IG. I know you guys don't really have Twitter, but I know y'all have IG. So if you have Instagram, follow me on that platform. Again, at The Wrestling Takeover. Uh, If you guys did not check out my newest article this week, I have returned to writing articles again for DiscussPW.com. If you guys missed my article, Please go out and, you know, give it a read. I would appreciate it. Um, I actually wrote uh, WrestleMania 39. What's going to go down at WrestleMania 39? And I pretty much was talking about some of the high profile matches that I think Triple H and creative is going to book on that show. I didn't book the whole card. All I did was book the top five or six matches that I do see happening on that show. So, if you guys can go check that out for me, again, discusspw.com. And I'm getting more articles out there, man. I took a break, but now I'm back and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go with these uh, wrestling news. So, let's get into it. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan, man. NWA. I don't really watch NWA that much um, at all, actually. Um, I know I have had some people tell me to watch, but... There's just too many wrestling stuff to listen to and not only listen to, but also watch as well. It's just there's too much. But Billy Corgan had this comment on CM Punk, and this report is coming from Fightful. So shout out to Fightful. They are saying that Billy Corgan doesn't think CM Punk would be interested in coming to NWA. No shit. He ain't coming to NWA. Let's up, a comment is that, you know, it is what it is, but he ain't coming. Uh, since all the reported all-out backstage brawl that happened earlier this year, fans have been begun to guess on where CM Punk could end up next if he chooses to continue his wrestling, excuse me, wrestling career. Some fans at Fantasy booked Punk in a scenario, that was my phone, I apologize, um, where CM Punk and where he can end up, um... He could end up in WWE, while others have wondered if the self-proclaimed best in the world could come end up in a company like New Japan Pro Wrestling. In a new interview with NBC Sports Boston, NWA owner Billy Corgan discussed the potential idea of having CM Punk come to the NWA. So this is what Billy Corgan had to say, quote, I know him personally, and I haven't talked to wrestling with him for years. It would be hard-pressed to imagine he would want to come to NWA given his other opportunities. Certainly, there are other companies that are bigger and can offer him bigger, uh, bigger money and a bigger payday. I'd be surprised if he leaves AEW. I have heard those rumors too, but I imagine it would be worked out. Until it's official, officially, I just assume he's going to stay and they're going to figure it out. I hope they figure it out as well. He says he's the benefit and a bonus to them, and the same in reverse. They've done a good thing to bringing him back to professional wrestling where he belongs. He's such an instancy, talented guy. It's wrestling, a lot of rumors and talk. For all we know, it's part of a bigger negotiation going behind the scenes. It's wrestling. Why wouldn't we think it's an angle or something other on that level? I tend to look at those things sideways, plus. I don't want to be in the business of trying to openly recruit people who work in other companies. I don't like when people do it to me. I can name names, but I think when people are under contract, they should be respected as best as possible. So that's what he had to say. Uh, He continued on. Corgan went on to discuss his stance on contract tampering, noting that he likes to respect the legal lines that comes with a contract. So he said some companies are super respectful about it to extent that they'll reach out and find out that somebody is under contract and they'll be like, cool, I'll talk to one or they'll pick up one legal date. Other people will be like, oh, okay, can you wiggle that out or wink, wink or whatever the case might be? It'll be a shame if you go out of your contract somehow because we like to hire you. It happens in pro sports. Uh, People are accused of that and stuff along those lines all the time. I think wrestling works better when everyone respects the lines we've seen in recent times where people working together in a benefit to fans and talent. The more transparency along those lines publicly and privately with those people respect each other's contractual status and talent that are under contract. It's better for business. I love it. I agree from the last point that he made. If I'm if I'm an owner of a wrestling promotion and I know Mercedes Renato, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, um, you know, she's still under contract. I want her, you know, to build my women's division around. I'm not going to go contact the PR from WWE or Sasha Banks's management team and be like, yeah, Mercedes, is there any way that you can get out of your contract and you can come work for me? I would never do such thing. I'm going to wait until their contract expires. And then that is when you get your opportunity to strike and strike a deal. So I love that Billy Corgan respects the business from that standpoint. Now, from CM Punk, I'm going to end it here. And then I'm going to move on to the next story. Because I don't have a lot to say about this. CM Punk is not going to new to um, NWA. He's not going to NWA. All right, it's just not going to happen. It's fairy tale and let's be real. Okay. CM Punk is never going to go to NWA. All right. So, that's that. Let's move on to the next news story. This has to do with Nick Aldis teases joining WWE after NWA exit. This is coming from Ringside News. So, Nick Aldis had a permanent feature For the NWA over the past few years and gained a lot of fanfare. He truly loved NWA and took a pay cut to help the company. That's some loyalty right there. That's one that you would love to have in your promotion. However, he is now done with the NWA and hinted at joining the WWE. The former NWA champion had enough of the company. He even went on Instagram to announce that he has given his notice to the NWA. In fact, Nick Aldis was suspended after giving notice to NWA. So wait, he was suspended after he gave his notice? He's letting the company know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm not coming back. I'm letting you know. And they suspend him. Fuck NWA. That's not cool. Continuing on. In addition to that, he was also removed from the upcoming NWA Hard Times 3 event. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh still kind of getting over this cold, guys. Um so they're being petty. NWA they're being petty right now. They're taking him off of everything right now because they're mad because he wants to leave. Lord. So, Aldis contract with the National Wrestling Alliance expires on December 31st. 2022 is coming up very soon and fans are already wondering where he'll go next one fan took to twitter saying that they would love to see a feud between aldis and carrying cross in the wwe cross made it clear that he would love to see it happen aldis replied hinting that he might join the wwe so you know i don't know enough of aldis i did see him compete against cody rhodes That one time for the NWA championship. And from what I saw, it's pretty good. Pretty good. He has a great look. Um, You know, if you give him some type of character, I think it could work out. And, you know, maybe he does come to WWE. I think he will go to the WWE. I think he will be in the Royal Rumble. Um, The Royal Rumble is going to be one of the biggest Royal Rumbles in recent WWE memory. I can't wait. I'm very excited, and I am predicting. I don't do a lot of predictions because I don't like doing that. I'm more of a fantasy booking type of guy coming up with ideas, but I'll give you a prediction here, and my prediction is I do see Nick Aldis entering the Royal Rumble and being involved with the WWE moving forward after the Royal Rumble. So that's what I see happening. We'll see where things go. Moving on to a new report from Ringside News. This is a WWE exclusive news report. They are saying that John Cena has spoken to WWE higher-ups about WrestleMania 39 appearance. Keep that in mind, appearance. has nothing to do with a match, but I'll go over the news right now. So John Cena's star continues climbing into Hollywood, but he hasn't shut the door on a WWE return. With the road to WrestleMania starting soon, John Cena's name is popping up once again, as it should be. A tenured member of the WWE creative team confirmed to Ringside News that Cena is under contract to WWE for several more years and is committed to perform when mutually agreed upon. Yeah, I'm going to be on that creative team eventually. No question. Uh, Ringside News was told that John Cena has, quote, already started WrestleMania with Triple H, Stephanie, and Nick Khan. Only time will tell if they can work something out. They will work something out. John Cena will be at WrestleMania. The question is, will he be wrestling at WrestleMania? And my answer is yes. I do think John Cena will be wrestling at WrestleMania. I'll get to his opponent in a second. That belief said John Cena is also incredibly loyal, not just to WWE, but to Vince McMahon as well. We are told that there are is no issues with John Cena working for WWE after Miss McMahon's exit. Given the fact that WrestleMania is going to be Hollywood again next year. It seems like the natural fit to see John Cena do something on the show. We have not heard any confirmation that, C- that John Cena will be in SoFi Stadium in April, but he is certainly open to the idea. Okay, I'm telling you what's going to happen, Okay. John Cena is going to wrestle at WrestleMania 39. If he does not, I'm wrong. It is what it is. I'm wrong. I don't see him not wrestling. The question is, who is John Cena going to wrestle? Now, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that fans are coming up with in regards to Who is John Cena going to wrestle? I'll come up with a couple names. A couple years ago, people wanted Drew McIntyre versus John Cena at WrestleMania. I could see that happening. The chosen one, the former chosen one in Drew McIntyre, Vince McMahon's hand-picked chosen guy versus a hand-picked chosen guy by Vince McMahon. There's your story. John Cena is going to pretty much see if Drew McIntyre really is the guy. Can he really handle the pressure? You know, that's the story. It's simple. That's the blueprint. Is Drew McIntyre really the chosen one? John Cena is going to decide that. You can book that. That's easy. Another opponent that I can see John Cena going one-on-one with is Edge. Um, We know the history of Edge and John Cena. To me, that rivalry, in my eyes, in my personal opinion, it's top five all time. No question about it. Uh, John Cena versus Edge. I do see happening one more time. Um, I heard a report. I heard a rumor a couple months ago that SummerSlam might be in Canada next year. I might be wrong there because I know Canada is getting uh, Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber is getting uh, Canada. So I don't know there, but I will tell you this. We need to see John Cena versus Edge one more time. And I think for Edge's last opponent, you know, whenever that is, I don't know when that time is going to come, but I think whenever it does, the last opponent for Edge needs to be against John Cena. That's my opinion there, but I don't think it's going to be Edge. I don't think it's going to be Drew McIntyre. Another person that a lot of people want it to be is Gantha. I love Gunther. Gunther is reestablishing the intercontinental title. But I think Gunther's already going to have an opponent at WrestleMania. I would love to see John Cena go after a championship that he's never won. He's never held. He's not a Grand Slam champion because he's never won the intercontinental title. He goes one-on-one with Gunther. The problem is, wouldn't you want John Cena to win the IC championship? He can't beat Gunther. He can't. That's going to turn into a Bray Wyatt situation, a Rusev situation. These young guys going against John Cena at WrestleMania and losing and then losing all of the momentum. Nah, let's not do that to Gunther. Gunther's special. Gunther's a megastar. Gunther's a pillar for the WWE. I would love to see John Cena. You know, maybe if it wasn't for a title, you know, I'd love it, but I just don't think, you know, that's the right opponent right now for Gunther. I think it'd be great. I'd love to see it. WrestleMania, I think it'd be great. But, you know, I have this fear that Gunther might lose. But then again, it's Triple H. So I think if we do get, do get Gunther and John Cena one-on-one, Gunther's going to retain. But there's always that little uh, suspicion, you know what I mean, with John Cena, with these new guys. We'll see what happens. But Gunther is literally among people's top picks to face John Cena at WrestleMania. Y'all know who the guy I want to face John Cena is. Austin Theory. Austin Theory just lost the money in the bank. Thank God he lost it. He's not Mr. Money in the Bank anymore. I think that's a great choice. I've set this for months, for years. Um, if you guys listen to my show. I said that Money in the Bank needs to return back to WrestleMania, and I think we're actually going to get that at WrestleMania 39. I did see a report that the WWE creative team is seriously considering putting the Money in the Bank back at WrestleMania, and we're going to get a Men's Money in the Bank and a Women's Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 39. Let's do it. Let's book it. One for one night for the men, the other night for the women. Let's do it. I'm fine with that. I'd love that idea. It gets a lot of people on the show. Fuck this battle royal nonsense. Get the battle royal out. That was dumb from the beginning in my personal opinion. I just don't think the battle royal made sense. It didn't create any new stars at all. For the money in the bank, you can create multiple stars in that one match. Yes, you have the winner, but you also have people that have great performances in that match. Let's do it. I love the idea. But John Cena... It's got to be Austin Theory. Um, to me, if it's not Austin Theory, it's Gunther. You, know, you got Drew McIntyre. Those are the big three opponents right now that people are wanting to face John Cena. I know there's people that say an edge. Not right now. Um, I just think Austin Theory right now is the best bet. If it's Gunther, I'm not going to complain. If it's Edge, I'm not going to complain. If it's Drew McIntyre, I'm not going to complain. Those are high-profile matches at WrestleMania. But to me, Austin Theory is the guy. Austin Theory is not Mr. Money in the Bank. That's clue number one. Clue number two, Austin Theory tweeted out a photo of him and John Cena when they had that segment backstage. That's clue number two. Number three, we'll get it maybe at the Royal Rumble. We'll get that stare down. I hope that's what happens, and we get a stare down between Austin Theory and John Cena, and we actually get a, I would say, similarity of an elimination um, from Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels when they started their rivalry. Um... Back at the Royal Rumble in 2005, leading up to WrestleMania 21. I would have Austin Theory be cocky, be arrogant, be full of himself. You know, he's lasting this entire time. John Cena comes in, looks at Austin Theory like, dude, the fuck are you doing? And I would have John Cena eliminate Austin Theory and Austin Theory be pissed, be frustrated, be humiliated that he just got eliminated by his idol, John Cena. Austin Theory is actually going to take that as disrespect. Minutes later, he comes in, eliminates John Cena, and they both start brawling. They both start brawling. You take that blueprint from Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, and you apply it to John Cena and Austin Theory. That is your WrestleMania match. I love it. It's a high-profile match for John Cena as well, and most definitely, it's a high-profile match for Austin Theory, and it's going to establish that Austin Theory is going to be just fine In the WWE. He's going to be a pillar for the WWE. People are panicking. People are going crazy. People are going antsy. I understand. You look at the way Austin Theory has been booked over the past couple months. You're very concerned. Don't be concerned. It's okay. It's all right. I get your frustration. I'm not mad that he lost money in the bank. Because that told me. You know. He's going to be just fine. He didn't need it. In the first place. That shit should have been to Seth Rollins. It is what it is. I'm not going to look at the past, look at the present and the future. And the future is Austin Theory. The future is Austin Theory versus John Cena. I always come up with good creative ideas, man. I don't say shit just to say stuff. I don't say, I don't pitch creative ideas on my platform, on my show, just to be cocky and arrogant and stuff. It's not like the idea that I pitched is like out of this world, It's very simple, very delicate. I know what I'm talking about. I say what I say, and I mean what I say. Right? And, you know, Austin Theory versus John Cena, I think it's the right choice. That's just my opinion. So I'm going with Austin Theory versus John Cena. You started at the Royal Rumble. Austin Theory is cocky, arrogant, full of himself. John Cena comes out. He takes out his disrespect, a learning process, For the rookie, he eliminates Austin Theory. Austin Theory then comes back, eliminates John Cena, and then they start a brawl similar to Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle from the Royal Rumble in two thousand and five, leading into that classic WrestleMania twenty one match. Moving on to a new news report from Ringside News, they are talking about Natalia. Natalia, I hope has a speedy recovery. I know Natalia has a broken nose. So Godspeed to her. Have a speedy recovery. Uh, Natalia says that she is certain that Evolution 2 will happen in WWE. It's got a lot of people excited when they've seen this news. I know there's others that were not so pleased with this news, but we'll see. WWE Evolution was the first ever female-only pay-per-view in the company's history. It was held in 2018 and received a ton of props from fans and superstars alike. Since then, fans have been wondering whether a second Evolution pay-per-view will happen or not. Natalia is on the belief that the second installment of the event will definitely happen. So she's in the impression that it's going to happen for sure. No sources, not so at all. She's just assuming that it's going to happen. We'll see. The first ever event was held in the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in New York. Um, The show was held lined by Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. There were rumors the event would happen again, but that has not been the case. Triple H took over as head of WWE creative, one of the best decisions in WWE ever, and has made numerous changes since then. Due to this, fans wondering if a second Evolution event will take place or not, while speaking to Darren Stone, Natalia stated that she believes a second evolution will happen in the future. Okay, mate, she might know something that we don't know. You know, I'll talk about that in a bit. Natalia had this to say. Yes. Yeah, I definitely see Stephanie wanting to do more with women's wrestling. Stephanie has always wanted women to have more representation. She doesn't want a show where it's 75% male Matches and 25 women's matches. Yeah, AEW can learn a thing or two. She wants a show where there is half men and half women. She wants equality for the women in WWE. And she's been vocal about it. And it's really, really cool. One of the first things I thought about all of these new changes, especially with Stephanie and Triple H is who cares about women's wrestling. The thing is, when you're in that position of authority, you're never going to please everyone i know how hard that was for vince mcmahon without vince mcmahon we wouldn't have any of this i always express so much gratitude to vince because he wouldn't have this company to do our work in i would have vince mcmahon allowing those dreams to come true because he built all of this i also believe that with changes comes opportunities i know it's challenging right now people are very eager everybody wants to see what this new regime will bring for me What I'm seeing about, what I'm witnessing is more women's wrestling, and I think that's incredible. Okay, so, you know, she gave her opinion, and uh, I respect it. She didn't say anything out of pocket, Natalia Did not say anything out of pocket, didn't say anything out of turn. Um, This new regime of WWE, you know, these changes are going to go slow and delicate, people. Um, I know there's still people in the community that are—they're um, on this kick that they want everything right now. Right now, what we're seeing with Triple H is returns. Triple H is gathering his people, and um, he's bringing all of the people back. That got released in the first place. Um, I have another article here. um, About. uh, The new changes. Triple H's ideas and everything like that. I actually have two more articles of that. And then after I'm done reading both of those articles. I'm going to go one by one. Um, And then I'm going to really end it. Sorry guys. That was uh, my computer. I'm going to end it with. A real talk. A real discussion for you guys. About. You know, some more ideas that we need to see in the WWE to make the WWE product even more better than where it is now. I will go as far as to say 2023 from a TV product and creative standpoint. Unless all L fails and it goes left. 2023 is going to be one of the best years creatively for World Wrestling Entertainment. Mark my words. Mark it down. Do whatever you got to do. Clip it audio form wise. Whatever. 2023 for World Wrestling Entertainment. From a creative standpoint. Is going to be one of the best years. WWE has ever had. You can bank on that. That's an understatement. That's not just an opinion. It's a spoiler. I'm letting you guys know that right now. So. There's a lot of WWE, new regime, pay-per-view discussions, the perception that WWE has right now. I just finished uh, talking about the Natalia one. I want to bundle all of these uh, articles up into one. And then, like I said, I'm going to end it with uh, just talking about the WWE, some changes and where WWE is going right now. So we're going to follow up with another report uh, regarding the new regime and the plans and Triple H's stuff. Uh, CJ Perry on Lana uh, about the new regime. She says, it's exciting. Triple H is a genius. Yeah, we all knew that. Uh, This report is coming from Fightful. Uh, CJ Perry calls Triple H a genius and says that the new WWE regime is a great shift. It's a great shift. It's a lovely shift. We love it. They still got work to do. I'll go over that later on. Perry, formerly known as Lana, spent several years in WWE. She signed with the company in 2013 and was suggestively featured on WWE TV over the past couple years. She normally managed Rusev and she was also an active in-ring competitor, not a good competitor, but an in-ring competitor. Nonetheless, that's just my opinion. Um, In the later stages of her run, WWE released Perry in a wave of cuts in June of 2021. Just over a year later, former chairman and CEO Vince McMahon retired. Get him out. Uh, And Triple H became the head of WWE. Since then, fans have seen a number of changes to the product. And several former superstars have returned to the company, including Bray Wyatt. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, Triple H is focusing on one thing right now. And that is reestablishing his roster. He's bringing back the big hitters and he's not done. He just brought back Mia Yim. He's not done yet. Right now, the focus that Triple H is doing right now in his team, they are focusing on bringing back people, not only the wrestlers, but backstage people as well that got released. Once that is done, they can move on to the next thing that needs to be changed. In an interview with Sean Ross Sapp, Perry was asked to share her thoughts on the new regime in the aftermath of Vince McMahon's retirement. In response, she spoke highly of Triple H and described how he helped her as she created the Raven Russian character. She slated that he's a gift storyteller. It's exciting to see him leading the way with WWE creative. I wonder, she's saying all these things. I wonder if she's interested in returning. Something to think about. But this is what she had to say. I think Triple H is a genius. He hired me. He was at my tryouts in the beginning of 2013. He paired me with Miro. He guided me so much in the approach of creating, essentially, the character of the ravishing Russian with the suit, the hair, everything. He was really hands-on with that. Very hands-on with Miro and I. So I will always be grateful for that because people still talk about the tank, still talk about the Ravishing Russian and her accent and her look. So I'm forever grateful for that. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a genius storyteller and he understands how to entertain, to give it all, to give to understand what the hardcore fans really want to see. But I want the commercial fans want to see the great matches, but also the relationship stories and entertainment factor. So it's really cool. It's really cool to see that a lot of his projects and things that he was hands-on on to come to WWE now. I think it's a great shift. It's exciting. It's an exciting time for wrestling. Triple H recently described how, with WWE's creative direction, the team is looking further ahead than ever before. In the same interview, Pierre, um, Perry excuse me, discussed her experience on The Surreal Life. And you guys can catch all that. There you go. It's a great time to be a WWE fan. I've said that for a very long time since Triple H took over. This is one of the most exciting times in WWE in a very and I mean very long time. WWE is on fire now. They're on fire. And you you gotta love it. Let's continue on with the WWE and Triple H news. This one is now coming from Give Me Sport. Uh, WWE, very good chance Triple H is now bringing back gold 1980s style pay-per-views. I'm so excited to be a fan of WWE, man. The potential for WWE to be better again is just, it's so beautiful. It really is, man. You know, all the ideas that me and others in the IWC have come up with and, 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 talked about on our shows, on social media. We might be getting at least something of that in the new regime of WWE. It's so great. So let's talk about this report from Give Me Sport. Triple H is set to bring back King of the Ring back to WWE as one at night pay-per-view tournament. It has been claimed. Triple H, you know, Triple H... You're great, man. You know what I mean? Triple H, man. You're giving all of our blessings. You know? You're listening to what we gotta say. Love it. I fucking love it, man. Triple H listening to what we gotta say, man. He's listening. We've been wanting King of the Ring to be an actual pay-per-view. And it's, it's coming back, man. It's coming back. Let's get it. Let's go. As part of his wholesome cell changes, since taking over as chief content officer, uh, Triple H is set to make altering to a lot of WWE pay-per-view events. Triple h i've I fantasy booked a lot of, you know, a lot of ideas for the pay-per-view. And, uh, You might actually be listening to what we have to say, to what I have to say. You know, I've been wanting King of the Ring to be a pay-per-view for years. Change the pay-per-view schedule. Bring back theme shows. We haven't heard nothing about that, but I hope you're actually considering it. I think it could work. You know, it it builds up Monday Night Raw, and and it builds up SmackDown as to be an important show. You know... Oh, my God. Money in the Bank might go back at WrestleMania. You'd love to see it. Love it, man. I love it. Love it, love it. Not only is Triple H believed to be doing away with gimmick pay-per-views, Triple H, he's listening. Such as hell in a cell. This is awesome. But he's also rumored to be bringing back some old school ones as well, along with being king of the ring. We love Triple H. I'm not on his cock. I'm not anything like that. He's listening to what we have to say. He's listening to the cries of the fans, the ideas that the fans have been pitching a lot. And we might be getting some of those things now. Triple H bring back King of the Ring, it's believed that Triple H is not going to only bring back King of the Ring as a tournament, but as a pay-per-view event for the first time in 20 years. Speaking exclusively on Give Me Sport, Votes, and you know when Votes is attached to this, you know it's a real consideration. WrestleVotes is one of the most established, you know, news Twitter accounts in the community. So when they tweet something, it's important. Give Me Sport, same way. They are reporting that the feeling is that King of the Ring is set to return as an event in WWE next year. Oh, my God. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. Triple H. Oh, man. Such great times. We got to take it step by step, though, people. Step by step. Let's not rush this. Have a plan, Triple H. Okay. Okay. I know you do, long-term booking, LBT, you feel me? Have a plan for the king and queen of the ring. And yes, and I said queen of the ring because I know a queen of the ring is coming too. Okay, you have a tournament for both of them. Have a plan for the winner. Those winners get to get a title shot at SummerSlam. King and queen of the ring needs to be a bridge between um, WrestleMania and SummerSlam, period. Replace that pay-per-view with money in the bank. Put money in the bank back at Wrestlemania and that is exactly what you are rumored to be doing thank you he says quote there's a very good chance that king of the ring is back and likely back in a format that had happened in the late 1880s or 1980s excuse me the idea is that every single match will happen on that night triple h oh my god triple h man he's great the report notes that the tournament is likely to follow a similar format as it did in the 1980s, meaning that every match will take place at a King of the Ring show. Um, in the 1990s, a lot of the matches happened on Superstars and Raw with the semifinals and finals on the pay-per-view. I've pitched that. I've pitched that. I've set that word for word that we need to see the semifinals and finals. It needs to happen on the pay-per-view. But then again, why is it the, the King of the Ring or the Queen of the Ring pay per view? I think a one night tournament is great, but I did pitch a semifinals and finals being at the pay per view. Or you can have the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals on the pay per view. How about that? You have the first round, the second round, and then you have the quarterfinals, you have the semifinals, and you have the finals at the pay per view. There's many ways you can do this. There's many ways you can go around this. Let's continue. If it's going to come back on a pay-per-view, which I would say is probably going to happen, you're going to have a full one-on-one night tournament. (sighs) Paul Levesque, I don't know you from a hole in the wall, but what I know is you are the most creative person I've ever, you know, seen, ever. From reading these news reports, your creativity is on another level. It's even better than mine. I don't know about going that far, but I'm on, the, I'm on the king's level. I'm on the king's level when it comes to creativity, okay? It's just great, man, as a fan. Not, not joking around. You know, it's great as a fan to, you know, you go on social media. I've done this for years. I will continue to do so. You know, I go on Twitter, and I pitch a lot of great ideas. I really do. And to have people back me up on that and to have people that are very high within the community tell me that this idea is good that I pitched and this idea and this idea, whatever the case might be. I know I'm good at these things. I know what I'm talking about. I don't say what I say. I mean what everything that I say. All right. It's a method to the madness. I don't say shit just to get a reaction out of people. That's not what I do. All right, I just want to make that clear. Uh, If you're a new listener to the podcast, thank you for finding the Wrestling Takeover. Hold on one moment. All right, moving on. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I love the WWE. I don't pitch ideas to be cocky or to be arrogant or anything like that. I pitch ideas because... Some of the ideas that I do talk about, they're very good. And these ideas I do want to see on WWE TV. And the reason why I do these is because I think it will benefit the entire wrestling product WWE wise. And. I mean, it's just great to have fun and to interact and come up with ideas. How would I do this? How would you do this if you were in charge? I love that type of mindset. Armchair booking MVP. Listen, brother, I love armchair booking. I'm the best one there. I'm the best one in the community when it comes to armchair booking. I don't take that as an insult. I take that as a great compliment. Great compliment, because I'm good at it. Let's move on. Fightful, this is the last report. And then we're going to talk about uh, some other ideas that I would do implement with the WWE product to end the show. Thank you guys again for listening to this brand new episode. Michael Cole. Michael Cole, to me, has gained a lot of respect in the IWC. You know why? It's very simple. I'm not going to go down the laundry list and explain. I'll just say this. Michael Cole is himself. Michael Cole is not being force-fed bullshit. Michael Cole is genuine. Michael Cole is having fun. I could see Michael Cole commentate for the next 10, 15 years. That's not going to happen, but I could see that. So, hold on one second. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still a little sick. But Michael Cole, to end it here, WWE has been a great change of scenario in the past couple months. No shit, Michael Cole. WWE has been on fire, and it's great to see. The WWE universe has changed in July when Vince McMahon retired as WWE CEO. Yeah, 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 woo woo woo. Sexual misconduct and hush money, whatever. Triple H assumed creative duties and made a number of on screen changes. One big change that fans have noticed is that Michael Cole having more freedom on the commentary and now casually mentions other promotions, history, accomplishments that took place outside of WWE, and more appearing on the pat mcafee show i'm gonna have to check this out uh mcafee was asked how things uh have been going in the world of wwe everything's been great it's been a great change of scenario in the past months things are going wonderfully ratings have been good stories have been great it's a different world he said i work under Vince man for 25 years and i knew nothing else he's a second dad in many ways i grew up in the company It was a shock when it first happened, and we've all settled in and realized the show must go on. The show was going on, and we're doing better. We're doing well. I said they're doing better. He said they're doing well. No, Michael Cole, you're not doing just well. You're killing it right now. WWE's on fire. They still got problems, but they're on fire right now. You'd love to see it. McAfee stepped away from his role as WWE SmackDown announcer in September to take a weekly gig with ESPN College Game Day, which I watch every single Saturday, and I will be doing the same thing tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on ESPN. Let's get it. Wade Barrett replaced McAfee along Cole on SmackDown Commentary, and they're doing a damn good job of it right now. They're doing great. So, listen, everybody is who woo woo about WWE. I mean, they deserve it. WWE's on fire. Do they have problems? Yeah, they have problems. Yes, they got problems. But the problems that they have, they could fix pretty quickly. They could fix. They could fix. Excuse me, pretty quick. Um, let me take some time here, guys, to just talk to you guys about the WWE product, how I would do things, and that sort of stuff. I know we got you guys heard me say that shit so many fucking times, but this is just to the people that. Are currently finding the podcast if you're new. The WWE product right now, I would say it's on fire. The product right now has been fun. It's been exciting. And it's an exciting time to watch the WWE product. They still have problems. One of the problems, three hours of Monday Night Raw... That needs to go. Triple H. I don't know how you're going to figure that out. Triple H and Stephanie and Nick Khan. I mean, Nick Khan probably doesn't want, you know, three hours to go away because he's getting banked. The product is getting banked for that, but it's too long. I wish it went to two hours. Another thing that the WWE needed to get rid of, and they actually got rid of it. Thank God. Shout out to Triple H. Um, they got rid of the 24-7 uh, championship I think that's phenomenal. I really do. They got rid of it, man. It retired. Thank God. And uh, shout out to Triple H. The women's division. I could calm down with the women's division now. I don't need to bitch and complain about it no more because Triple H is fixing that problem. He sees the problem. He knows there's a problem. And he's fixing it. You know, Mia Yim returned on Monday Night Raw. Didn't really get a great reaction, which kind of sucked. But, you know, she needs to be reestablished. Candice LeRae came back. She didn't really get a good reaction either. She needs to be reestablished. And same with others that returned. They didn't really get a good reaction. Chelsea Green left Impact Wrestling last night. Um, I watched it. She had a segment with... um, uh, Diana prazo and um, she said that. She's leaving and uh, she's gone. All right. Where is she going? Where is she going to go? That's what Deanna Perrazzo said. Where are you going to go? And then Chelsea Green just left. I know where Chelsea Green's going. I know where she's going. She's going right back to WWE. Going right back. I'd love to get an interview with her. I'm a I'm going to try to do my best to try to work out an interview with her. We were supposed to do one, but I know she's very busy. But I'd love to do one before the end of the year for sure. Uh, But Chelsea Green, she's coming to the WWE for sure. There's no question about it. I wonder if fans are going to cheer. I wonder if fans are going to know who she is. Probably not. The minority will. You know, we will. But the audience needs to get reengaged to people like Chelsea Green, Candice LeRae. uh, Emma, Tanil Dashwood returned. So happy that she's back. She didn't really get a good reaction, but Triple H is reestablishing the women's division. This is going to be one of the best women's divisions in WWE since, you know, the four horsewomen ladies returned. And that division was actually pretty stacked. Um, It's going to be much better than that for sure. Triple H needs to fix the tag team division. The tag team division needs to be fixed. We got the New Day and the Usos fighting tonight on SmackDown. Should be a banger. But they need to focus on the tag team division. You got Imperium. You got uh, Otis and Chad Gable. You know you got the Usos. You got the New Day. You got Brawling Brutes. You gotta you gotta fix it. If I'm Triple H, I'm gonna go back and get Tucker Knight. I'm getting Tucker Knight and Heavy Machinery. I'm putting them together. Chad Gable can be in the singles run, fighting for the IC title or US title. So it just that's just me. That's how I would do it. Um, but the tag team division needs to be fixed. Um, the main event scene. We already know about that. Uh, the pay-per-view schedule, it's going to be fixed. It's going to be fixed. Um, listen, you got, you got WrestleMania, you got the Royal Rumble, you got Survivor Series, you got SummerSlam. That's four pay-per-views. You need one more. King and Queen of the Ring. King of the Ring, King and Queen of the Ring, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's what I would do. And that's exactly what we're going to see. Money in the Bank will be returning, I believe, Oh, that's all the reports are saying right now that it will be returning back to WrestleMania. We got one for the women, one for the the ladies as well, um, and that's that's how we do it. You know what I mean? So the pay per view schedules changed. The twenty four seven titles gone. We're getting new title designs as well for the WWE, and we're getting long term booking. All we need to focus on is now uh, character development, reestablishing some new names that were here previously, but. To the new people, they don't know any of these superstars. So they get it. They need to be uh, reestablished. And um, that's pretty much it. It's Pretty much it, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Wrestling Takeover. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the Wrestling Takeover on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Support DiscussPW.com. Again, I wrote that WrestleMania article yesterday. Check it out and show some support. Um, that's pretty much it. I will be watching SmackDown tonight. Should be great. I do not be reviewing SmackDown because I'm I'm not at the crib. Uh, so I don't really have access to doing that. But uh, yeah, so I appreciate everybody. Thank you guys so much.